0: Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm your host, Thomas Welch. And I'm Josh Hyman. And we got a fun one for you today. We're going to be talking about Billy Huso and whether or not he can take over for this team as the hot hand as Blues. Coach Craig Berube loves to ride. Um, we're also going to be talking about the return of Pavel Buchnevich and what the rest of the season looks like as the Blues seemingly have one of the easier schedules among all of the NHL teams. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys, uh, thank you. For making us your first listen of the day, whether it's with your cup of coffee, on your morning commute to work, way to school, whatever it might be. Uh, we love the fact that you guys wake up with us and we're the first thing in your ears in the morning. So thank you for making Locked on Blues your first listen of the day. Josh, when it comes to Billy Huso we got Jordan Bennington, Colton Ellis, Joel Hofer. There's a lot of goalies in the pipeline for the St. Louis Blues. I know there's been some trade speculation about the Edmonton Oilers, obviously Arizona as well with Jacob Chick. Do you think it's worth exploring a trade option for any of these guys for the St. Louis blues? And what are your opinions of the goalie controversy uh, that the blues are currently undergoing?
1: Yeah, uh, definitely a conversation that was going to happen eventually um, on this podcast. And, you know, dating back to the good old days of Brian Elliott and Jake Allen, there's always always been a, a theme that blues fans love a good goalie controversy. Um, you know, I was of the opinion last episode that it's less of a controversy and more of a good problem to have if you're the St. Louis Blues. Um, you know, given or assuming, you know, hoping that egos get put aside and a guy like Jordan Bennington can understand that yeah, he's still, you know, the the 1A at worst of this team. But when you got a guy like Billy Huso playing as well as he is, you know, there's no reason to shy away from that. There's no reason to, you know, put an extra load on Jordan Bennington's shoulders when he's not at his peak. He's still playing good hockey, um, but Billy Huso is playing better hockey at the moment. Uh, And that's a valuable thing for NHL teams. Like I said, you know, multiple times in the last episode, when we brought this up, uh, the Washington Capitals in the year that they won the Stanley Cup, Uh, Braden Holpe started on the bench for them, started as their backup goalie, uh, got a little, got a little fire lit under him, you know, by being the backup, and then went on to have one of the most dominant goalie performances in the playoffs we've seen. So, uh, if I'm the St. Louis Blues, I am not looking to break up this tandem anytime soon. I don't think trading Billy Huso, you know, at the deadline would be a good decision just because we saw last year, ironically, with Billy Huso as the backup playing poorly, uh, How risky it is to sort of have only one goalie that you can steadily rely on, Um, you know, whether it be injury or uh, just, you know, Jordan Bainton goes cold, whatever, what have you, you really don't want to then have to turn to an inexperienced guy uh, and have the risk of, you know, losing games. So I think right now, as long as this trend continues, it's a good problem to have um, and the Blues have two solid options at goalie on any given night.
0: Goalies are weird, and they go on streaks a lot, as we saw with Jordan Bennington riding his hot streak through the playoffs all the way to a Stanley Cup. I think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a knock on Jordan. I think that's just a plus for Huso in the way that he's playing right now. Obviously, it's a small sample size, but you kind of want to give him a larger sample size to kind of see what he's capable of uh, and push him to the max, right? Where I'm going to take a different route than you is... I'm trading Billy huso in a heartbeat for anything. Honestly, he's. I feel like he's at the peak value right now. And if you look at his career stats in the AHL in 2017-2018 uh, for the San Antonio Rampage, he posted a 922 save percentage on the year. The very next season, he had an 871 save percentage in 27 games. So I think the resounding theme for him And the reason that it took so long for him to kind of get a chance in the NHL is consistency. And so as much as we love this streak that he's going on, people saying that he's going to push Bennington out and be a starter and people saying that he's got every making of being a a catalyst for this team in the net for years to come, I, I would be hesitant to give him those kind of regards, but I do think at some point he's going to return to earth. And at some point we're going to see him struggle just like he did last season on those first shots. Those were kind of brutal. And I think that's kind of what you get with Vili huso You get the highs and you get the lows and you don't really get a whole lot of in between. So if you can sell him during the highs, which I feel like we're seeing right now, you absolutely should. And I think that's probably why doug armstrong will be listening to a lot of suit yeah i mean
1: you definitely may make valid points there and you got me rethinking my stance a little bit but i still you know go back to the this, this mindset of this is his second full season in the nhl and like you said goalies are weird it's inconsistent um and you know look at a guy like jordan binnington who played so poorly in his stint with the in the ahl that he was uh a disagreement away from being sent down to the ECHL until he put his foot down and said, no, like, I'm better than that. If you send me down to the ECHL, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to report, whatever. Um, and then gets called up due to dire circumstances and leads the Blues to a Stanley Cup. So I, I think it's interesting because I definitely think that this could be the peak of Billy Huso right now, but there's a flip side of it where it's, I think that, you know, second full season, he's playing this well. Uh, the sky could be the limit for Billy Huso, you know, he was a he was always a, a pretty prime prospect in the Blues organization. Um and sort of just got lost in the in the mold of tons and tons of goalie prospects for them. Um but I think there's a decent chance that, you know, t- teams could be looking at Billy Huso as a long-term starter. Um and I don't know. I I mean I just don't know if there's going to be the offer out there um this, you know, trade deadline that's going to justify the Blues giving up a really really solid player for them in Billy Huso a guy who's been a huge safety net um has won them a ton of games you know this year uh I just don't know if the offer is going to be there but I I, de- I guess I agree that you know if you get a can't miss offer with a guy like Jacob Chikorin, uh or someone else who isn't just going to be a one year rental then yeah I would be willing to part with Billy Huso but if it is just going to be a rental situation I don't know if it's the smartest move for the blues to give up a potential long-term piece in Billy Huso
0: I'll, Josh, I'll tell you what one smart move is that the Blues are going to be making, and that is Pavel Buchnevich being inserted back into the lineup after missing uh, a couple games. So we're going to talk about that and what that means for the lines, what that means for this team's success on Friday. But before we do, I want to remind you guys about our friends over at Built Bar, because the Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring by like week three, you might be thinking, This is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. And most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you d- enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many, many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. So go to Bilt.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com, and we'll be right back. All right, Josh. So the Blues lines came out today. Luke Horak had him, as he always does. and uh, a familiar face, Pavel Buchnevich, is back in the lineup, these, back these with his buddies yet, so. from... From Mother <laughs> Russia, Bushnevich, Barbashev, and Tarasenko like have that. been reunited. So uh, I was talking with people in the lounge on, the I, I think it of was yesterday. Uh, and, and yeah, well, I was saying that um, here's my pinnacle of hockey knowledge, that Braden Shen, O'Reilly, and Barbashev had a had a brilliant game last game, got four points, four points, and three points. Um correspondingly you have to keep that line together and obviously craig bruby said wow this tommy guy's an idiot let's go prove him wrong and switch the line up um but i do i do think there's some familiar themes here right shannon o'reilly played amazing together it makes sense to want to get david perron going and what better way to get him going than to slot him in with argu- arguably two of the hottest skaters on the blues right now in terms of recency bias buchnevich barbachev and tarasenko i mean the proof is in the pudding there. They've been, yeah, they've been successful all night long and they've got chemistry because they're Russians and that's what they do. Uh, Saad, Thomas and Kairu. this one's a little bit different, but I think Saad is, uh, kind of one of those guys that drives the play and drives very hard to the net. And I think, uh, Thomas and Kairu love funneling pucks to the net. So that could be successful. And then Cost and Bozak and Sunquist is about as good of a fourth line as you can get in the NHL. So, um, Mikola Pereko, Krug, Falk, Scandella, Portuzo—not so really love that third barrier, much. But... Um, switched up on defense. Yeah, I, it'll be it'll get better once Perunovic gets back. Which I I keep thinking that Perunovic is just um, by default on the COVID list, but he's actually injured, which is concerning. Yeah. He must have.
1: Well, I don't. I, didn't he start on the COVID list and now he's got a day to day? I song? think. I well, I know. think
0: they said it was an injury, not in COVID protocol. And so my mind was just like, oh, he's in COVID protocol or something. I don't know. It was weird, but yeah, I think that'll give us a boost once he comes back. But I think uh, like you think, and a lot of blues fans think at the end of the day, this, this team is probably going to have to target uh, a defenseman if they're going to want to make a serious push uh, for the Stanley
1: cup finals. Yeah. I mean, to sort of shy away from that initially and just talk about the forward lines. um, I, I, I kind of think that Buchnevich being out was almost a blessing in disguise for the St. Louis Blues just because of how good that he's been offensively this year for them. It kind of allowed guys like Ryan O'Reilly and Braden Shen to take a step back and focus more on the defensive side of their game. And all of a sudden, Pavel Buchnevich is out, um, who, who you know we've been talking about is probably the number one driver of offense for this team this year. Um, and I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but as soon as Buchnevich goes down, guys like Ryan O'Reilly and Braden Shen start producing more than they have all season. Uh, and, you know, the hope is that Bush have come back into the lineup. That doesn't take away from that. And I don't think it will. Um, I really like the lines that you listed off. I think, you know, obviously the Russian line is dominant is, you know, stacks up with just about any line in the NHL in terms of uh, consistent production. Um, that third line, if you can call it a third line with Saad, Cairo and Thomas is, you know, you know what you're going to get out of them. You know what you're going to get out of Jordan Cairo and Robson Bradford. I had a perfect them. And the first one is what uh, Ryan O'Reilly did, for Ron and Terasenko. Who who am I missing on that first one? Shen. Yeah. So, I mean, three first That's right? There. It's something that's been said for, um, but especially getting Pavel Lushnevich back. I think you absolutely have three first lines there. Um, and I- I'm excited to see, you know, hopefully all three of them rolling. Uh, guys like. Ryan O'Reilly and Braden Shen just now finding their game, uh, combined with a guy like Pavel Bushnevich and that Russian group. uh, I think this offense is going to be pretty much impossible to stop. And like we were talking about earlier, the Blues have a very, very easy schedule going down the stretch in terms of back-to-backs and quality of opponents. So I'm I'm excited to see what this offense can do.
0: If we're coinciding with um, Craig Berube and the rotation talk between goaltenders, we're expecting to see Jordan Bennington against the Kraken, correct? Yeah, I'd assume so. Do you think that's the right move to go back to Bennington? Because obviously the Kraken leave a lot to be desired this season, offensively, defensively, and in terms of goaltending. So uh, so maybe that's a good confidence game for Jordan Bennington. (sighs) But at the same time, you want to keep Billy who's so hot and uh, keep riding the wave of him. So uh, do you think that's the right move? I
1: definitely think that calling it a rotation is a little bit, a little bit of a sugarcoat from Craig Ruby. I think that... I think the truth is that uh, he's saying to Jordan Bennington, like, hey, you know, this isn't any knock on your game because he hasn't been bad by any means. He hasn't been stellar. He hasn't been, you know, elite. Um, But he's been good enough. But I think this is Craig Ruby saying to Jordan Bennington and by extension Billy Huso, hey, this starting spot isn't as guaranteed as it was at the beginning of the season. Nothing is promised. Um, And I think that going to Jordan Bennington on Friday is sort of a a good test of like, Hey, how bad do you want this starting spot? How, how bad do you want to beat out Billy Huso? Because you got to prove it at, to a certain extent, you know, we've reached a point where it's not just promise to Jordan Biddington anymore. He's got to kind of go out there and prove, you know, that he still is the player that he was in that cup run. And he has shown at times this season by any means. I don't think, you know, the Jordan Biddington experiment is over and Billy Huso should be the starter, but I think that the goalie position in the NHL is very, very fluid and we've seen it happen before. Um, you know, Matt Murray in the in the Pittsburgh Penguins run just took out Marc Andre Fleury, Hall of Fame goaltender, uh, and went on to win a Stanley Cup. And then, you know, Marc Andre Fleury, no, no shame on him, went out and continued to dominate for years following that. So goaltender position, like I said, is very fluid. And I think this is Craig Ruby saying, like, hey, nothing is promised for on this team. Uh and especially with the goalie position you know this could be Vili chance to earn a starting spot if over these next few weeks the rotation continues to prove much more successful with Vili Husso in net we could see Vili Husso as our starter going to, uh, down the line in the playoffs yeah, i think there would have to be a lot of dominoes to fall for that to happen but it's looking a heck of a lot more possible than it did at the beginning of the season
0: honestly the way things are trending and the way that Vili is playing and who knows what can happen obviously but it might not be a bad prop bet to put some money down, maybe like 10 bucks to win like 10 K as Billy Huso as the con Smythe winner, uh, and you can do that at bet online because bet uh, bet online would like to wish you a happy new betting year. As we continue our March to the playoffs and beyond bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New Year, and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports at Bet Online where the game starts. When we come back, we're going to talk about the locked on podcast power rankings for the NHL uh, and the snub that the St. Louis Blues got. So don't go anywhere. All right, Josh. Effective as of 3:34 p.m. today. Locked on podcasts um dropped the NHL power rankings. So currently it is 1 Florida Panthers, 2 Hurricanes, 3 Avalanche, 4 Lightning, 5 Leafs, 6 Rangers, 7 Capitals, 8 Penguins, 9 Predators, 10 Vegas Golden Knights, 11 Wild and 12 St. Louis Blues. Now, just knee, knee-jerk reactions from that, go.
1: Blues did beat two of the teams ahead of them recently, and I know the Predators, I think, have lost their last two games because I think they played the Bruins. They lost their last four, I think. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong, but
0: I think, I think they're on a four-game losing streak.
1: The Blues moved down a spot this week, which, apart from – a 6 to 5 loss to the high powered Toronto Maple Leafs who again they put up 5 goals on a Vesna Candidate. The Blues had arguably their They also
0: put up 5 on another Vesna Candidate and Saros while we had our backup goalie in. Also put up 5 on the Washington Capitals who are at spot 7
1: and that's their worst loss of the season. Keep disrespecting the St. Louis Blues. Keep keep sleep keep, keep sleeping, sleeping on, on Blues, us. Keep sleeping on us, you know? Like I- I mean, you can you can look at this team, and be like, oh, it's it's nothing special. They're not blowing teams out of the water because like before this week, we really weren't doing that a whole lot. And then they come in and they blow the Capitals out and put up five goals in the Maple Leafs, and you know, lose a game that could have gone either way. Put up five goals on the Predators after being down 2-0. Um, I mean, I don't know if the-, the
0: Pens were on like a nine game winning streak too when we played them. So it's not even like we played
1: the eight seed Penguins. We were playing a wagon. Look, I think you got the teams at the top, you know, the, the Florida Panthers, the Carolinas, the world, those are guys are going to stay there. But I really feel like, you know, spots four through 12 are pretty, out, uh, you know, up in the air. Up for grabs. Yeah. And, yeah. and. Like I said, the Blues, I don't know what exactly goes into making the statistics for this. I think it's like strength of opponent, back-to-backs, opponents back-to-backs, blah, 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 blah. But up until this point, the St. Louis Blues have had the fifth toughest schedule in the NHL. Um, And moving forward for the rest of the season, they have the third easiest schedule. And I don't remember where I saw that. Uh, I don't remember what website or anything, so apologies for that. But... um, (laughs) The fact that, you know, I mean, we know how much of a struggle it has been this season for the St. Louis Blues, not just, you know, with their opponents and with how many games they played in a short period of time with COVID and injuries and all that. It's been a, it's been a heck of a challenge for the St. Louis Blues and for them to be where they are in the standings, you know, where it really feels like they still haven't even come close to reaching their full potential, um, you know, goes to show that I'm just excited to see what they can do down the line, down the stretch this season, because I think, I still think they're just getting started, um, they haven't really... I mean, they've been fully healthy still, what, two games? Uh, is That still holds true. Lost both uh, of them. And lost both of them. So we haven't even come close to seeing what this team is at peak performance. So, yeah, you know what? We're 12th in the power rankings now, but... Um, this hence the sarcasm that's about to come up. Uh, We'll be first in the power ranks when we lift the Stanley Cup in a few weeks or a few months, I should say. Blues are
0: just getting started, but we are getting towards the end here. So we want to thank you guys for listening to the Locked on Blues podcast. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to. You can subscribe to us on YouTube as well and hit that notification bell. That way you never miss an episode. Uh, Follow us on all of our socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked on Blues. Follow me on Twitter at 1215. Follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman, NHL. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.